Hey, everybody, it's John. And thanks to everybody who helps us out every week by going to patreon.com slash steal this beer and throwing a couple of bucks away so that we can mail beers to our guests and have some fun conversations resulting from that. So uh, if you're not already, go check it out. It's patreon.com slash steal this beer. Uh, as Cass says, a little bit goes a long way and we appreciate the support. Now, here come the sirens. Steal This Beer, a candid weekly discussion about beer, over beer, by a couple of guys that think about beer way too much. All right, hey y'all, it's five o'clock on Monday and we're stealing beer. I'm Augie Curtin. Hey, I'm John Hall. How you doing, John? Huh? Good. I got nothing pithy to say. I'm excited to see uh, see you behind the taps here at the Carton Brewing World Brewing headquarters of New Jersey, and uh, uh, which must mean that we have an out of town traveling writer long, guest, or yeah. we're about to completely lose command for the English language with Evan Watson. That is <laughs> one or the other. It's a gamble. Flip it's a coin. <laughs> flip a coin um, when we're at Carton. We either have a traveling writer. Or whenever we have somebody likely who injury. I enjoy who's staying in the city, who will take time out of their vacation to come and hang out, the benefit of your location is I can say, hey, get on a ferry, see some nice sights, you know, see the skyline from a different perspective, all of the things you see in the movies and television, and then I'll pick you up and I'll bring you here and be your designated driver while Augie feeds you drinks. And Which so, I do wholeheartedly. I'm so excited about our... All right, so let's introduce our accomplice du jour, Matt Kierkegaard, editor of Brew News Australia. Editor, editor. owner, What does that mean? Podcaster. What's an editor? What's an editor, John? It, you think you're an editor. No, well, <laughs> sorry, I've never been more conscious of my accent um, <laughs> on this podcast. But thank, thank you very much for having me. It's, a, it's an absolute thrill to be invited out uh, as a you know, long-time listener, first-time <laughs> attendee. It's just uh, one of those things. Let's see how you feel at the talent. Yeah, so, 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 just so just so you know, when you're I like... I have ruined more friendships by having people on this show yeah. than I have made them. But yeah, I get that. Yeah. Um, well, so let's let's see. So you're in media in Australia, which pretty much means you're the problem with all of humanity. Is that right? You and because the I'm Australian, or because yeah, you and the Murdochs, because <laughs> Australian media is ruining the world. Um, no, but let's talk about what Bruce New Brew News Australia. Did I say it right? Brew News Australia. Bruce News. Yep. Yep. All right. So let's talk about what that is and what it wants to be and all that because it's out of my spectrum of experience, so I have no idea. But you know, John has written for every kind of beer thing, and so they all have different purposes. So what do you want to be to Australians, to neighbors, to brewers, to beer? Pretty much the, the industry news source um, okay. in, in Australia. We write about the industry for the industry, so we don't really do beer reviews or anything okay. like that. We talk about the, the, the industry and uh, covering... Yeah, read, try and be old school journalism where we actually report um, uh, about the industry in Australia. So, well, there's so many ways to go with this. One, I want to talk are. about, so my name is Carton, my brewery is Carton, and as I'm sure you know, I'm still waiting for a cease and desist letter from this little brewery over there that has my name with an L in it. Um, but talk about last time I was over there, 
<laughs> right? At some point, they're going to be like, you can't call yourself Carton. It's going to have to happen. Okay. But anyway. Um, Are you waiting on that? Is that I really do that think that will happen. I think they're big enough, and they're going to try to Budweiser me. Okay. Um, but anyway, what I was what I was going to say is last time I was in Australia, I remember one kick-ass brewery in Sydney on a hill that was doing really fun stuff with, you know, Southern Hemisphere hops. And then I remember the same eight beers everywhere I went for the entire rest of my 21 days in Australia. That was 10, 12 years ago. So I'm sure shit's different. But talk about what I was missing when I was there a decade ago and what's awesome now since. Ah, look. That that really puts me on the spot because it it puts me in a position of having to actually comment critically about you don't know. You, know, my, oh, you can well, only talk about what's good, and we'll accept that everything you didn't mention is evil. <laughs> no, but it, it, it's. <laughs> I told you. I told you. You're going to regret this. <laughs> you're like, oh, it's, it's never so, before it's, the it's first be beer. Yeah, I know. <laughs> at, at least no one's recording this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? What are you looking for? Nothing. I was trying to pick a beer for him. I gave him way too strong beers to begin with, so yeah. it's going to go little. Okay. Yeah, no, uh, well, I mean, funnily enough, that's one of the reasons I love traveling is because you get to experience beer in context. And your experience with going to Australia is, I think, Australia is a huge country geographically. It's as big as the continental United States. But so many of the breweries all pushing out pretty much the, the, the same beers. And a lot of those are American-inspired. And so you go there, you, you try... Uh, Beers made with, you know, southern hops, but they're pretty much replicated yeah. everywhere, and they're so that thing. yeah, yeah, yep. uh, yeah, and 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 they're doing it. I, I think one of the most exciting things are when breweries stay in their own lane. They decide what they want to be. They decide what their market is. They decide, you know, what they want to represent and create that that's um, unique and it's worth travelling for. It's, it's worth visiting. And maybe the beers don't get sent uh, around the country to compete with identical beers. Okay. I get that. But there is... So I am I, I, finding... John. I'm listening. Tune in. I'm, um, I'm finding regionality again. Like, there was a phase here where... So... And I've tried to, I've tried to talk through this on the show before, so it's not a new idea. But when we started... When I started really paying attention to beer, there was there there were twenty different. What's going on? You, you taste I just got it. One? I just got I just got the the aroma that I was trying to figure out in glass one. But anyway, please carry okay. on. Regionality. Um, so so I guess what I'm saying is there was a regionality and the regionality was in IPAs. And what I've tried to blame the change on is legalized weed. So I, for a long time, believed that San Diego had a San Diego IPA, Denver had a Denver IPA, Vermont had a Vermont IPA, New York had a New York IPA, New Jersey had a New Jersey IPA, and what tracked was what the people around there smoked, right? Because IPAs always smell a little bit like weed, yep. and they were always chasing weed. And I believe part of what's going on in the haze craze is as cultivars of weed have gotten more interesting and better, and they've gotten rid of the skunk and they just smell like fruit, the beers that people that smoke weed are drinking have gotten rid of the skunk and just taste like fruit and all this. And I see that tracking. But there was kind of a ubiquity in the haze craze, citrus, whatever, but there also isn't weed. Like right now, there's these cultivars of weed, and you can get the same weed in the legal states everywhere you go. But I now see us pulling back from that, so maybe I was wrong. 
But John and I just spent time in Georgia, and their IPAs we were drinking down there, even their hazy proper IPAs, were very different than yeah. Like last time I was down in Georgia a decade ago, it was something that I think somebody wrote a recipe based on something they saw on Instagram. Like I think they said <laughs> I can make a beer look like that. You know what I mean? They were your copying insults, other your insults are still just the best. But Sorry, yeah. but you know what I mean? Like they gave me a beer like taste just like yeah. other half. I was like, You've never been other half. You've just seen their Instagram. But that's exactly yeah. and that's exactly what I what I love about traveling. And I can't comment about the, um, you know, sort of weed smell because it's not, still not legal in Australia. And I, I think at we all, are, not at all. Medicinally, uh, it's, so it's a little funny bit. how liberal I think you guys are, and then remember that you're just penal colony, man. Come on, no, it would, yeah, but New Zealand's even worse. Like, there's the dumbest, weirdest. Like, wait, is it the 1800s? Law is still on the books. Th- there are some, but the, and that's the thing. But we're also a socialist country. If right. you speak to some Americans, well, um, the taxes would <laughs> trust well, on, me. on beer, and, and that's one of the things we'll probably talk about uh, when we when try the beers. But uh, you know, last year at the Craft Brewers Conference, I went to the non-alc um, panel Panel. that John hosted and it was fascinating to hear um, uh, Keith Villa um, talking about drinks and you know uh, and and how the THC infused non-alc is going to is going to be a thing Um, and we we might come back to that but in, in, in Australia when craft beer hit we were reading it was the birth of social media don't forget as well you know around the 2000s when you're starting to hear about these beers that we couldn't get in australia and then they would be sent in shipping containers um <laughs> across the world. across the ocean in the hot summer sun and, and, and people were trying and, to yeah. um people were trying to replicate the flavors that they were drinking there that's fun so yeah. a lot of like i think we should add cardboard <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But that, so much that's the flavor that we're trying yeah. to um, replicate to, to yeah. some extent, you know, and, and it wasn't until we started getting fresh beers and then starting to use Australian hops. And got it, I think it was 2011, um, uh, Dogfish Head, uh, not Dog, um, Stone wanted to, Greg Cook wanted to ban uh, grey market imports because the beers were terrible and you couldn't, you know, you, you weren't tasting the beer that he tasted. I'd slap it out of your hand. I had really interesting interview with him. And <laughs> Did you get a word in? Well, I didn't need to, but it was, it was great stuff. And, 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 I love how diplomatic you are in these situations. <laughs> well, the things I adore about you, but yes. I'll, I'll, I'll send you. I, I then interviewed him in 2018 when yeah. he was sending the beers over. Clearly, the market had slowed for, yeah. uh, for them, and they were sending it down there. And they'd extended their best before dates by 12 months, or to 12 months. <laughs> for and stone beers? For stone beers, yeah. And, you know... There was a whole rationale for that, and I, I think I could. I, but I yeah. think I, no, but I think I could defend that, okay. right? Because until very recently, Greg's whole thing was that the bitterness came before the aromatics, and bitterness doesn't go away in twelve weeks. No. Aromatics do, right? So sure. th- there was times. There were times when I was still learning, whatever. When Fresh Direct was new in the city, and they would deliver beer. One of the beers they would deliver was Self Righteous or whatever, arrogant bastard, and really tired old shitty arrogant bastard isn't that different from new arrogant bastard because it was mostly built around the boil edition yep. you know what i mean like it didn't really fall off like a a different beer would so i'm not saying he's right obviously yeah. it's greg greg's pivoted so many times on rules well, i've learned know, not to make rules anymore, what so i'm saying like, is i just, learned from him not to say i'll never yeah because everything he said i'll never he did yeah right 
anyway, go on. You, oh, no, I'm yeah. sorry. Oh, no, 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 no. But, 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 but that's the point. And, and I think Australian beer drinkers were drinking the beers that they'd heard about on social media because you could hear about it, you could learn about it in real time, but then you wanted to, to try those beers. And we were probably 10, 15 years behind the American um, craft beer movement in terms of number of breweries and breweries experimenting and trying so most of the beers that we were hearing about you could only try if they were imports you, you didn't have the, 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 the local versions and we weren't you know if we had uh, Sierra Nevada you weren't getting great Sierra Nevada you were getting oxidized Sierra Nevada if we were getting pale ales they weren't tasting the, the way that they should and to some extent that shaped our palates but then you know if you go back 20 years to when I started drinking um Sierra, um, you know, all, all of the Heinekens and things were all imported. They weren't brewed under license in Australia, and the hallmark of a European premium lager Scott. was yeah, yeah. green bottle well, same, same here. Yeah, and now no, they can't, now changed. they can't sell fresh Heineken here. Yeah, and, and then that was a problem. Oh, these beers have changed. See, yeah. my my vision of the best of Australia is literally just way too much VB. You know what I mean? Just just, mm. just Drinking like Victoria Bitter yeah, for those who yeah, aren't. But when attention. I but when I yeah. used to, you know, like like I used to drink Miller Lite. You know what I mean? Like that that was that culture. So I'm interested. Is what you're talking about is I'd have to figure. I want to figure out the test I can be to figure out where that goes. But if if the pivot away was to, I don't know. Like I said, this happened to me just in Georgia. So it's not just an Australian thing. But but people thought they understood what was going on at the. 2012 pivot where we all started adding protein and moving the hops later and looking for all that but a lot of them were just putting yeast in their beer because that's how they thought they could solve that problem and those are shitty beers so i'm wondering if the learning curve of starting from bad gives you like does it make people invent or does it make people learn do you know what i mean i i look on i think the best breweries know what they want to create they don't they want to create something that they want to create. They want to create a flavor profile. They want to resonate with a community and they make beers to, to reflect that. The ones that just want to replicate what's already been done and they come in and do the same thing aren't adding anything. And often they're not making, because they're trying to copy what has already been done, they're not doing that well. They're not moving the dial at all. And that's always a shame to me. Yeah, so I always, all right, so wait. Let me get New where idea, we should think? be. Oh, I think we've been... I yeah, think we're at that I'm ready. Anyway, so what brings us together on a sealless beer is a candid conversation of beer, what it is, not what we hoped it would be, what it's doing, not what we thought it would do, and how it tastes, not what went into getting it. To facilitate that, we drink blind out of black glasses. Proper black glasses. And, well, they feel short to me, but they're cool. Yeah. Apparently, if you buy black glasses from us, you get this glass. Yeah, this is the official... This is, this a, is how I'm subtly saying, hey, all, we have a merch shop all that of a sudden, Justin uh, All of a sudden, runs. I may want to buy these. But yeah, So well. the, these beers, because we're kind of on the road, even though we're at my home, yeah. were obscured in the sock monkeys in the and sock poured into black glasses. Yeah. And John and I have no sock. idea what this spicy little treat we're drinking Ooh, spicy. is. It's so spicy. Yeah. Right? Remember the other day where I was like, oh, noble hops are <laughs> spicy? This is that kind of spicy. Okay. 
Um, what you getting from it? You said you found a note that was I making did, you crazy. I, I you, did. you grinned like you like you'd literally gotten to the first level of Zelda. So I was <laughs> I was having a really tough time getting past the initial nose, which was like very rubbery for me. Um, so I said green apple when I first okay. tasted. I think it's still there, but like that, you know, like when you're trying yeah. to copy Bud Light, you need to make it taste like green apple. Yes. that green apple. But then, not Jolly Rancher. But then I got into I got into it a little bit more, and there's this nice quarry water mineral water thing that's going on with it quarry water yeah you like that hold on. Like, <laughs> kind of like rocky uh, dude, loamy is it loamy is that uh you taking the time on this yeah I, I, i'm gonna have to come back to this because i imagine i won't remember but quarry water is get is going into the repertoire but but <laughs> but the note that made me stand up and i couldn't quite figure it out until i did um was scotch and it's like a peat malt or something that i'm getting off of this okay that makes sense to me what you're saying so the spiciness it's like a I was watered talking about, but the doors. spiciness I was talking about. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's like a doors and water. Yeah. Good point. Oh wow. Um, all right. So let uh, me uh, let me focus on that because I really like what you're doing. But I on the palate, I'm to the point where I've got that almost numbing effect of accident. You know when you're a kid and you grab that clove off the ham. Yeah. And you, and you every every Christmas you remember. Oh right, I don't want to. I do don't want to do that. But you're yet like, I look, do it's it anyway. all shiny yeah. and pretty and. I'm going to steal one of these, and mom and dad will never know. And you throw it around, they're like, fuck, I, I knew I didn't like something about like, Christmas. Augie, you are 50 years old. <laughs> one <You> day, to- <laughs> it's, it's the Homer says, woohoo, Fleur Pie. Yeah. <laughs> never going to learn that Ooh, lesson. piece of candy. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I love your doors thing. Yeah. What do you think it is, though? Because I'm, I have no idea. I'm, I'm completely resting on it. Somebody's lager. Like the, the ferment feels clean to me. The spiciness feels noble hop to me. There's a little bit of sweetness. Your doors and peat smoke fucks me up. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's somebody's like Belgian pale. Like, what's a straightforward like left? Like, what's a blonde? What's a Belgian blonde? Sure. Yeah. You like know a, what I mean? Yeah. Like a sing- like yeah. Whatever the version of a single is, kind but of. But they thing. have but, them. You know what I mean? Like, no, like I, when I, you're I in a place, like, do you want a blonde? And you say yes, and they give it to you, and that's got all that clove, the, the, all that. The note. style is where I, because of the, the because of the peat note, I was having a really tough time putting this to where it was because there is a hop character to it, and I'm getting some of that spiciness that you're talking about, some of that hop derived spiciness, but it's not like it's but falling on top like of a, a pale on top or, of a fermentation clove, yes, which would be Belgium. The, the spi- um, yeah, sure. Like if this was just a. What's the white that Allagash put out of business? Hogarten? Sure. I mean, around here. Like, if you're out around <laughs> yeah, here. No, you, that's, you, that's true. It's hard so, to find in New Jersey now. So I'm making, I'm making a white now. Anheuser-Busch might right. be like, yeah. Uh, but I'm making a white now because I think we need one. And I love it, and it's great. But when I look around at what I'm looking at, the two I'm seeing are Blue Moon and Allagash. And total respect for Allagash. Never need to target that tap. Obviously, Blue Moon is fucking miserable but i think you and i would agree i'll drink i would agree yeah. i think you would agree that if we were real wasted we'd be like but blue moon is just aping hogart and hogart is still out there why is blue moon anywhere um but that, right, you know so what i mean so having not had a hogart in 10 years if you're like oh augie it's hogart i'd be like oh yeah right i might be being led by your suggestion now but ha, when ha, you started ha. i know well that's challenge the accepted with this thing. but when you started talking about the fermentation characteristics and then belgian I got a very, and I'm. I love your doors thing though, although I don't think it's like because when you say that, I think it's not know, totally peated, we heavy or something. Right, or, no, no, no. It's none of those. But but the, I did love because it was getting, an accurate description. I'm getting a pink bubblegum fermentation note hmm. from like yeast derived, right. 
like Belgian kind of thing. This is this is like one of those fun beers. This is the type of beer if I was writing the sentence that I would be excited to have this type of beer on this show because it's doing the conversation that we want it to do. Yeah. Well, so you know what that always happens with Belgians. I always go back to that story. We're lo- guy- I mean, we are we are locking ourselves into this Belgian thing, and Matt's going to be like, "This is yeah. Yeah. so it's somebody's milk step." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's fine. I'm, yeah. I'm happy this to is, be wrong. This is our barrel-aged Baltic porter. Nothing, yeah. nothing ventured, nothing gained. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, this is VB. Where are um, you? Uh, where, where are you drinking this? Oh, I think I'm drinking this with fried fish. As a matter of oh. fact, if you and Matt have a couple extra hours here at the Jersey Shore two weeks before Memorial Day, I'd send you to bars or Moby's or any of our local places for literally like a basket of fried clams and a beer that tastes just like that. Just like this. All right. Matt's all excited about that now. So, yeah. We're done. So the only thing you're supposed to do, and John tells me this in the show, is does it do what you want it to do? Do what we say make sense? Are you mad at us for thinking Guinness was a building God, no. No, I'm loving hearing this because this is a beer that just about any Australian beer drinker would have had. Um, oh, really? And Fun. Yeah. Hello to our seven fans in Australia <laughs> named you, Cass. I think, our, I, think our, I think our numbers are all right there. I don't know. You've got well, pretty you, good Australia. numbers. We, we um, reference you guys on the on our podcast on, oh. all the time. So, yeah. So yeah. Oh, it's, uh, Thanks for spreading the word. What is it? <laughs> it is uh, Cooper's Sparkling Ale, the original Australian sparkling pale ale. So they call it a pale. It, it, it's it's an Australian pale ale. So it, it goes back. This is uh, this right, is the right. koala yeah, of pale. Right, so walk us through what this beer is. This then, is the koala our, of pale ale. Wait, pale do you want to know what the hop was? This this I love because this is a pummy hop. If there ever was one, there uh, it's Pride of Ringwood hops, which don't exist outside thirteen hundred Elizabeth. Or no, whatever. no, no. Pride of, Pride of Ringwood <laughs> was the hop that was brewed in. Oh, well, they want you to roll the can. Yeah, I did, did, so I, I brought you, this because you? this tells the story of Australian beer. It, he rolled it's it. He 1862. put this on an international flight. He checked this through <laughs> customs. You're to a get good here. man. Yeah. I want to know though. Do you know? Do you know what yeast they pitch? And do you know? If it's a house yeast. It's a half yeast. No, no, it's a house yeast. Yeah. It's, it's so their it's own a yeast. Go yeah. On. So <laughs> I, I don't think it is. It, it, it's a. It's a yeast they've been using for generations. Yeah, so I'm sure it's morphed over time. But I mean, mm. those. I mean, but they're letting it run. Like this gets real warm. While it's fermenting, I, if this is a, I have to imagine they can, can do. So Michael Jackson talked right. about this yeah. as being the champagne of beers. Um, so they've been brewing since 1862. Um, well, not yeah. We've got to be very careful with champagne of beers. Yes, 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 yes. That was well, amazing. But in, in terms of the method champagne, um, right. because it's it's um, can conditioned. Um, they were bottle conditioned for a long time. They only started kegging in the 80s. Um, they were brewing in puncheons, in wooden puncheons, until the, the 70s or 80s. It's a very, very traditional brewery. This is the, um, the, the beer that they've been brewing um, in roughly the same way since 1862. Um, it, it's when still Pride family. of Ringwoods was, was in every field. Well, Pride of Ringwoods wasn't bred <laughs> until the 50s. So it was 1950s? the... 1950s? Yeah, the 1950s. It was the galaxy of the 1950s. And very high alpha acid used you know very much for bitterness um so vb all of those okay. beers um, they all use it you, you use it but they use it um so it's very yeast um oh, forward um in fact i you, you can buy what we call a tall neck which is a 750 mil bomber um yeah, yeah. bottle that, that that's dollar <laughs> beer and, and you can buy this and it's bottle if you look at the can it's got a best after date because they 
bottle condition it and don't release it until it's after um, the, right. the best but after. They kit, but the, I got you. And, and so they get you to roll it to really stir up the yeast and give you the, the, the full yeast aromatics. But when I do tastings, I'll often get a tall bottle and let it sit. So, so it, it goes. So then serve everyone at the tasting half of the, of the first and then half of the um, second one that's really uh, yeasty because the, the, the two beers taste completely different. Um, thank you. Mm. So, uh, yeah, but it, it, it's... I'm having a hard time with that scotch thing, though, because, like, it's there. Like, I, I so, firmly so believe that it is. So when you hear that story, which is interesting as fuck, but it feels like Ken was aware of this beer in 75, right? Like uh, M- Mr. Grossman? Yeah, but you know uh, what I mean? Like, it like feels it. like a pale ale, right? It feels like what pale ales were... And they've, I, I love, and I love that they do things that are so like so of time, right? They call it a red label, and clearly it's a red can. But you know, yep. what I mean, like they refer to their own beer as red label, and it's called a sparkling pale. So, so yeah. you know, that's if that isn't what you would call like legacy brand identified. No, I get it. You know what I mean, like, it, but it's a hundred percent legacy brand. Tasty. It is, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's super tasty. Before lagers arrived in Australia um, before they started um, you know before they had the refrigeration able to make lagers in Australia sparkling ale was what everyone was all they could have yeah so Forex was once a sparkling ale and so it's a a very Australian style of beer Um, is it often the Aussies fight with each other about you know what it was in my dad's time what it is in my time very much is that the fun of that beer yeah and it used to have much more yeast in it but uh, as I said you know they used wooden puncheons up until the 70s or 80s and uh, you know and then consistency once held scotch (laughs) <laughs> Look at you, John. That's it. I'm wait, just, wait, and not I'm give just, up. I'm desperately, I'm, I'm going to claw. John, I, the claw minute my way you said it, it, I said, John, that's a perfect note. Is, that I was know. so suggestible. I've never ever gotten that out of it. But the second that that came out, I knew exactly what you were saying. Well, we're going to find out that all his doors minis from the bar cart on the on the airplane it came on spilled all over it. <laughs> And we'll, we'll, be, we'll be all over no, Australia listen, and be listen, like, no, I like it after it's listen, flown international. Listen, am I saying that this is dad's influence? Yes, 100% I'm saying this is but dad's is it, influence. But good, because yeah. yeah. that's a beer I bet dad would like, right? Like, it's, it's definitely of style. Oh, yeah. Anyway, but back to So let's right. get back to what we were talking about. So there were a couple of things you said you may want to talk about. And I'm happy to talk about all of them because I have opinions, which is my thing. But we were talking about weed and beer, weed and culture. We were talking about, you know, different things. We were talking about discussions you've had in Australia. Are there any of them you want to talk about while you're over here? No, again, the, the two beers I brought are very much to show what I think are the tastes of Australia that you will not get anywhere else. And Cooper's especially is one that, you know, on social media you see American brewers talking about an Australian pale ale or an Australian sparkling ale and you know, every now and then they come up and Australian brewers who try to go, it's nothing. Like it's kind of like they've heard of it, they've, they've read the recipe on Instagram or they've, they, they've read it and then they've made it but they've made it with their own frame of reference, which is a completely different beer than we, we've had in Australia. And yeah. you know, th- that has very little hop aroma. It's, you've got the bitterness coming through. It's all yeast, um, pale malt, um, yeast, um, and Does it come bitterness. here at all? Could we buy that around here? 
I, think I, I was the, gonna ask, did you actually? Ch I assumed you checked these, but like you didn't just go to some bodega in. No, North no, County no, no. I, I, okay. I, I, I bought these specifically. Yeah, um, and, and brought them. Remember over. when John? So two things John has said in this podcast, twenty minutes apart, is real journalism, and then I assumed you. So I, I want to be very clear with. <laughs> but what's he did going check. Right he, 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 he trust he, but verify. Only because I asked the follow-up question: <laughs> Could I buy this in America? Uh, but I could think you? The Outback Steakhouse has them. There, there have been a couple of importers. So that's why they're kegging. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. Is we're not going to go to Barnes and well, we're we're I'm taking them to the Outback. No, but I'm going to go to Outback and see if I can get that draft and see, like, because, you know what I mean? Like, it'd be fun to find something let's, that's let's only findable the at hey, the old Hojo's hey, in Middletown. Let's do a special oh, Patreon meetup at a Outback Steakhouse on Route 1 in New Jersey somewhere. Will this episode come out while we're in Nashville? Now, this will come out after we're back in Nashville. We're about to go to Nashville for 73 episodes, guys. Tell nope. John tell one. John who you want to see on. Just one. No, we got to do 20, John. I love the 20 in a day thing. Nope. It gets me so much you better get, rest. You get one after a day of drinking. It's going to be fun. And, I and, and it's not even with you. It's I with Em and, and Don. No, you're doing the Em and Don All About Beer podcast, and okay. then we will do a Steal This Beer with a guest to be determined as of right Can now. Can we just pick them up wherever we're drinking? Yep. You know, like a lot. I think That's Tommy's going to be there. I think a lot of people are going to be there. We like That's drinking. That's the plan. With. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to let Andy sit in my seat for that episode. Nobody likes that. <laughs> Nobody except me likes that. <laughs> I know. And the thieves hate and what I, I like. It. I, I know you it. love yeah. it, but the thieves hate what, yeah. I, what I like. All right. All right, go on. So are you done with your – because I want to – Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, I wanted to know if there's anything else yeah. we wanted to talk about just for fun because, well, you know, international relationships. You have yeah. a fun question do. if you do well, say so yourself. an international relationship question. Go on. Let's hear it. In the last several so years – this girlfriend in the greater <laughs> – <laughs> this, this girl that I talked to online yeah, in high so, school was from Brisbane. So do you know where Niagara Falls is? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from Canada. Um in the last couple of years, we have heard about a Australian subsidiary uh, called Little Lion. Uh, uh, Little World Beverages. Yes. Which is going through a big restructure at the moment. So now it's just Lion USA. Okay. So, yeah. But they have bought Bells, quite a few. Bells, uh, yep. New Belgium, somebody else, I think. Or maybe it's just those two and they want to buy some more. Can uh, I ask a question before yeah. you guys go on? There's a... There's a an Australian brewery that was like a huge like market success story in the aughts. Stonewood. No, creature oh, no. something. Oh, little, little creatures. Little yeah, little creatures. Is little. that them? Is that where so, I know yeah, that group so, yeah, from? So little creatures was bought by Lion. Okay, so that, um, that's what I was checking. Yep, right. and yeah, and then yeah, uh, that's where the little world beverages comes from. Understood. Okay, okay so that's my only. So they were kind of like uh, Sierra Nevada. So uh, very much a. Little Creatures Pale Ale was inspired by Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, and that well, so really was boat. So that's fine. yeah, and, and, but that really so kickstarted. Is, so is yeah, the entire industry that we're standing on right now. But yeah, go <laughs> on. Um, for those who don't know, because I haven't uh, dove into it all that much. I mean, there's all these you know conversations of like, oh, we're still owned by you know we're still family owned or or whatever it is. Um, I'm not asking for opinion on it. Who who are they? Like, who are the owners of these two? Beloved or once beloved, I think they. I think one uh, of them well, still Kieran is. Yeah. owned, but but Kieran is in yeah. turn owned by. If I'm right, it's like the Mitsubishi heavy industry right. consortium uh, concern. Bells of Japan. is owned by Mitsubishi. <laughs> yeah, basically. Drive fast. Do they even still make cars? Do they? Is Mitsubishi? Yeah. I mean, I that we could see. Like when you said Mitsubishi, I pictured a car from my eighth grade year. Like sure. I can't picture a modern Mitsubishi. 
You don't have the Triton over here? No. So we it's may not. Train. Yeah. I don't know, but I'm serious. Like, I yeah, can't imagine a current Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi is still around, the three diamonds. But they own the bells? Yeah, I think they're still, yeah, but they own well, bells. Well, yeah, I, I, again, don't, I, I don't have the, it, it's, it's oh, Kieran, this, this which is, is the, the face of it, and then it's, yeah, people but, will, you, you will get emails, but I think it's <laughs> the, the Mitsubishi heavy industries concern of Japan okay. or something like yeah. that, so. Yeah, I right, think they also, they make like, like construction equipment and medical equipment, well, but, Ship, but, shipping, and but a lot yeah. of those Japanese conglomerates do that. I don't yeah. mind that. But what's going to happen? Right, but what, then, the, so the, the, bo- the the time bomb you've just planted is like eight years from now we're going to be doing this show because we can't by, get away. And, and by, yeah. I'm going to say, John, what's the car company that makes Sierra Nevada? And John's going to have to unwind that whole dialogue. <laughs> yeah, not Sierra Nevada. Uh, don't, 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 don't well, you know Henry Ford perfected the. You John, know, you remember yeah. when Henry Ford bought Anchor Steam? <laughs> <laughs> and John's going to say, John's going to say, he means Mitsubishi Bishy, Little uh, Lion Bells, and the person's going to be like, how? Right. <laughs> anyway, um, go on. All right, so Mitsubishi owns Kirin, which owns World Beverages. Which uh, yeah, owns Lion, Lion in Australia, which is right. the second largest brewery. Which um, then, in turn, had a division that bought New Belgium, and then they said New Belgium bought Bells, which was laughable. Um, uh, here in the U.S., so essentially, though, I, I don't know anything about this company. Yep. So okay, so if if it, now, most of your listeners probably don't remember the 1983 America's Cup um, when Australia finally won the America's Cup after 100... This is very famous we Australian give, we give, war. We give the, the, the kids the day off from school, but yeah. Yeah, um, and um, Australia finally won, and it was the, the biggest sporting victory that Australia had had in you know, however long, and that was engineered by a guy called Alan Bond, who was a 1980s property developer, entrepreneur, who bought up a whole range of breweries. Um, um, Heine- Heinemann in the US? Yeah. Uh, G. George Heinemann? Heinemann, yeah. It was so, a New York brewer. Yeah, yeah so, so he bought that up, but then, like most uh, rapidly growing um, developers, went bust, and... The breweries that he bought, including Forex in Australia, um, Swan Brewery, uh, were bought by a New Zealand brewery um, called Lion, um, Lion, and it became uh, so they became a major Australian brewery. They were bought by Kieran because the beer market in Japan is not growing, and so they were looking externally to expand. They, they bought Kieran. Australia has one of the most profitable brewing for, for the big two because we've only got two major breweries. Um, to, to give you an idea, Cooper's, um, which was the first beer. Yeah, got red Label. I call yep. it Red Label. Red Label. So, and then that's what it's called in Australia. So Barkey. Yeah. Well, you give me you, another you, Red Label. So, so you've got your sparkling, which is the Red Label, and then you've got the Green Label, which is the 4.8% or 4.7%. How strong was that? I didn't even think uh, 5.8. Yeah. And the Blue right. Label, you just can't afford unless you have a Costco membership. But yeah. There is a Blue Label, but it's a, a whole different thing. Um, Funny. Tastes yeah. just like scotch. <laughs> Bringing it all back together, Mr. Woo! Walker. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So um, where were we? So they were. Um, so so Cooper's has five to six percent of the market, and they've got eighty mil. They produce eighty million liters. So I just did a quick calculation. That's six hundred eighty-three thousand barrels, and they're the third biggest brewer in the country with five percent of the market. So there's five percent of the market. They're smaller than Sierra Nevada. They're smaller than I think your top. Last time I looked, six or seven. You. Six or seven. Yeah, that, that sounds about, that tracks about right. I'm sure this number's wrong because I love wrong numbers. It's kind of my thing. But you know, at some point, somebody told me that Newark 
made nine million barrels sure. of Bud Light. No, I understand that. <laughs> it's true. No, I mean AB is on track for like fifty million. Or what I'm saying is, but yeah. Newark yeah. makes nine million barrels of Bud Light. Yeah. That's one of their eight factories, one of their labels, yeah. one of the beers they no, make. I get it. For, if you're somebody who has trouble envisioning ten thousand barrels, when you hear that number, you just you're like, it just cramps my brain. No, I yeah, get it. That's, that's, I know, but I'm just. But Aussie's fucking drink. You know what we should talk about? Let's talk about let's glass talk two, about and then that. let's come back to driving beer, which I read in some book once that I love about Australia. A uh, traveler. Yep, a traveler. <laughs> yeah. I love that. So. Really quick, so just put a pen okay. on whoever this company is. The so, so last two, and then yeah, so two, the, both major breweries in Australia are owned by Japanese. Um, one is Asahi, the other is Kieran. Um, and so Lion became the face of craft beer. So Little Creatures, which is the brewery that all mm-hmm. he was talking about before, um, tried to go they tried to take it global um and so they had breweries in china um singapore uh uk and then they also had one in san fran which is now a um yeah it shut down it it shut down during the pandemic um but they tried to take it global without the australiana that everyone else in the world likes and australians actually hate the the paul hogan view of of australia Um, Yeah, well, it, no, no one in Australia drinks Fosters, as you've probably seen. It's my favorite thing about it. I don't think anybody in the U.S. drinks it either. But we used to, big cans used to be our thing. The oil big cans, cans yep. used to be our thing. The oil cans were the move. Could you, you should do that. You should absolutely bring back the oil can. It's Augie for beer, mate. <laughs> um, but anyway... Um, all right, so let's talk about beer too. I'm gonna let you go first because I'm gonna. When be, you find I'm out be... that Rock Bottom has a basement, it's the <laughs> it's, carton oil can. Yeah. Carton oil. <laughs> Nobody lives through this. I um. Carton of I'm oil. Gonna, I'm gonna yeah. be mean to this. And right. I don't want to do that to Matt. Yeah, so you be fine. nice to it. No, you go first. It's fucking close to water, man. It's somebody put hops on. It's like the thinnest, thinnest. I. I'm glad that you said that because I'm having a tough time. So, like it's, full it's, disclosure, it's we are at the Carton Bar. Augie keeps those but long But I'm only drinking of, the beers we're given. I'm, sta- I'm staying I'm not. pristine and the, here. Those long stretches of uh, Matt being able to answer a question is when Augie gets up and walks away to go pour a new beer. Uh, and I, I, know, I know my role. Matt. I know you anyway, so, so, to be ni- so to be nice to it. Really so my palate's a little yeah, but there's up, a little like tiny fun yeah. bit of tangerine to it. I mean, aromatically, right? There's some prettiness to it. It attacked early with the nondescript citrus. It's landing around tangerine, but you'd have a hard time convincing me this wasn't Lercois Pemplemousse tangerine. You know what I mean? Like it's it's yeah. missing its beerness. The the mouthfeel, the body is almost too light. Um, and there's something in their attempt to clean it up to just be about the hop aroma that leaves this tiny little electric tape aromatic where whatever malt was used links to those hops. Um, I like it a lot fucking better than seltzer because it's still connected well, to sure. beer. But I make a beer called Pool purposefully. It's my, I call it my fuck your seltzer. Like, it's just, you know, the cleanest, lightest, smallest beer with some fruit to it so that you can still be drinking beer. Um, but, you know, be in that world. And th- if, if that's this one's intention, that's fine. But yeah, that's for me, since I think it wants to be a sessioning beer, I can't imagine myself finishing a six-pack of it. Unless, you know, 
I'm not saying I'd be sorry if you brought it to a party and it was all we could drink all day. But if it was one of twenty, I think I'd shift after two or three. Sure. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I, I'm 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 with you on that. Yeah, there's a nice little citrusy thing on there. There's a little bit of like a weird We were talking you said Galaxy House, which I think put it there, but it feels heavily Galaxy House. There's something there there is that sort of like that funky tropical like just very vaguely in the background and yeah, it's but, that, but, that, but, but overall thin body and overall but easy there's drinking. No bitterness. And like if you're gonna be this dry, yeah, I'm not saying you need pronounced bitterness, but if you're gonna be this dry and this small, you need lager level IBUs, 30 IBUs. Yeah, and I would bet this. I'm not gonna do the math, but my mouth says this is 10. I would, yeah. This is this is for me uh, mid afternoon, late July. If you if you some time agitate out in the, yard the fuck out of it though, it smells beautiful. Like the aromatics are great. That's what people say about me. But yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm constantly agitating you, John. You your are musk. You your are, musk. Just you, you are my <laughs> black glass incarnate, John Hall. <laughs> All right. Anyway, All right, what so is it, Matt? Ty, no, you yeah, didn't talk, talk about, about it. it. You yeah. didn't talk about shit. I did. I just said you, nice did, did what I say hurt your feelings. Did it make sense to you? Yeah, no, I, are you okay, sorry you I, checked absolutely. a bag? Yeah. Are, are, are you <laughs> sorry you paid 50 Australian, which is $7, John, and <laughs> brought it and checked a bag and yeah. brought it all the way here? No, absolutely not. No, I, I, listening to your comments, we probably haven't done it justice with the beers that we've had before that because it is a very light sessional. Yeah, um, that's why I beer. stayed away from yeah. drinking yeah. everything else. I yeah, don't yeah. think it's fair. Nope. I yep. didn't. Well, welcome to the brewery, Jeff. <laughs> but um, so so this Guys, is uh, a beer wow. called Stonewood Pacific Ale. So, um, it and the the reason I brought this is again fruity look, hops, cloudy haze, refreshing finish. I think yep. that's all true. Yeah, yeah. So not uh, false advertising. And uh, again, did, you, you've heard of Byron Bay, which is um, on, on the east coast of Australia, a very coastal community. Um, a lot of hippies um, and it, it's a great holiday place but it, it's, you, you come off the beach and the guys that did this they launched it in 2008 and it was at a time when every Australian brewery was deeply caught up in the um, uh, IBU wars chasing the American thing and one of the things I love about travel I is I remember the IBU yeah. wars <laughs> but, but you, 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 you see beer in scar. context and I, I love hearing you guys uh, talk about you know, you can't sell a RPA, a, a pale ale, at the same price as you can as a, a, an IPA because right. people look at the three percent alcohol volume and think they're being shortchanged with a pale ale. It's how I've driven this company into the ground. <laughs> well, that, that's not kudos. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what we have in Australia because the the tax on alcohol it's volumetric, so you're taxed much more heavily on a seven percent IPA than, as you are Understood. on a four point five percent. And that's, by the way, guys at home, that's 4-4. Four, four. Go on. Yeah. And, and so uh, uh, Australia in the 80s really cracked down on drink driving. So we'll talk about that. Yeah, I love that story. The traveler. The and traveler. so mid-strength beer, we are the biggest beer market for 3.5% beer lagers in, in the world. Um, at that's a, time. a tax mark. Because brewers get a tax break on, on, on lower alcohol beers. And so we've become very good at making more flavoursome beers at the low 4% to 3.5%. Um, and when craft beer was going unsessional, um, you know, big flavours, 
these guys launched in 2008 and so said, look, we want to make a beer that you want to have two, you want to have three of, you want to have a, a bit of a session on. So lower alcohol, they were the first to bring the alcohol down. This was the beer that really, really broke through with Galaxy Hops. Um, okay. Because all right. it, it's all coming home. Seed planted, but I, know, I, I knew what how, I said. I was like, he just said Galaxy. Matt, That's leading yeah. the list. <laughs> well, it's, it, 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 it is Australian for hops. <laughs> Matt, Matt has been building a story here the entire time. He, has, he has been crafting a, a journey And all for of us it to is to tell on. me the truth. So, I, so let's get to that because believe it or not, <laughs> I know it feels true. like you've only been here five minutes, but we are running out of time. All right. Um, so let's get, to the, um, let's get to the Traveler. So I read a book called Travels with... Barley. Oh yeah, Ken Wells. We've we've talked about. Well, I love that book. Yeah. It was an important book to me. But it's so, I think it's that book. Former but Wall at Street some Journal point, reporter. But at yeah. some point, he talks about Aussies having driving beers, and they were trying to get rid of drunk driving. And somebody did some math where it's like, look, your average human can metabolize this amount of alcohol in this One amount of time. <laughs> That's why the three point five percent beer is popular in Australia because in a three hundred seventy five mil can, that's one standard drink. Okay. So the maths are very easy. So your body can metabolize one standard drink an hour. So you can have one and then one per hour after that. And, and fine. you should be fine. Um, but again, it, don't this do is this why at home. Not good at math. Yeah. No, no, I, I'm telling you, that's, we've talked yeah. about that. It's, it's nonlinear. So teaching, I believe part of my problem, no, I mean, when I'm drinking, drinking I'm now at, at 52, yeah. Yeah. is that a cop showed up to my school when I was 16 and said, if you're a 190-pound man, which I am, and you drink one beer, one wine, or one whiskey, and that was four two beer in a 12-ounce can, or 11% wine in a 6-ounce pour, or 80-proof whiskey in a 3-quarter-ounce shot, you can have one of those an hour and drive. And I learned that math, but nobody said, and it's completely nonlinear. That is the only yeah. time. Three isn't double that is six. The, that is the you know only I mean? time you ever took and notes in school. And nine isn't double three. Yep. Nine, because of the way your liver and body works, is the minute you go past whatever that value is in that amount of time, you're now half-lifing your recovery. But anyway, so, so I'm reading this book, and I was like, that's the solution. Right? In America, we're like, okay, so what we'll do is we'll figure out a way to get each town $67,000 every time somebody gets behind the wheel drunk. And I'll show you, like, okay, let's make them 1.5% beers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's such a better solution to drunk driving. Like, but, and uh, again, I, I don't know that that many Australians actually do drink and while they're driving because there are actually have to laws pee against before it. you got where you were going. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are laws against it and you have to go to the bathroom. Um, yeah, exactly. So yeah. I mean, one and a half percent beer is like, I mean, it's like coffee. you got to mm. pee every cup. <laughs> <laughs> but there is a bit of a um, misnomer that Australians are big drinkers, particularly these days. I think, well, I, 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 think, I know. Yeah, I, I, get, I, I don't I'm know. I'm going to say you, one word to you. Shiraz. You guys drink. You guys, I love my Australian friends because they fucking party like they grew up in a prison. All right, where where do you put? So, in the in the classifications of, of people, which is not a great thing to do, but I love doing uh, that. I'm I not found, afraid. I have found that accountants uh, are the hardest to drink. I'm not talking Wall Street. I'm talking like the actual accountants. Um, are There's no accountants on Wall Street. Every time there is, we have to shut down an fine. entire business. That's fine. So the accountants <laughs> are the hardest to drink with, followed by the Marines. Okay. And then maybe the Australians. If I'm out, yeah. So where do engineers fit into that so scheme? Because so so engineers go in the U.S., I, I don't I, Top I don't of my head, yeah. I'm going, anybody who's ever said the word rugby 
aware of what it is. Okay. And I believe my it's like, Venn it's like diagram a proper ru- It's like a proper rug. If, okay. if you've ever been like, even if you just watch rugby, uh-huh. But if you play rugby or rugby is the sport you want to watch, you drink more than any human I've ever met in my life. Okay. And then cops. Sorry, but I can't tell you how many times I've been in a bar with a new friend, put my, ar- put my <laughs> arm around him to hug him and found his, oh, I'm an off-duty cop. Oh, good to tell me before I grabbed your 45 in your butt crack. Um, off-duty. Off-duty cops. <laughs> yeah. With their 45 with their butt crack. Uh-huh. But cops love to fucking drink. Um, so I'd say, so you gave me three. What were your three again? Uh, accountants, Marines, and then the Aussies. All right. So Marine, Marines are no fucking yeah, joke. I'm like go, Marines go. are like, I drink professionally. You drink professionally. I've been to a couple of, uh, bachelor parties. Yeah, with but Marines, you're th- are you thinking, wait, just, like old Marines or current service Marines? Cause those are 20 year olds. Uh, I'm only putting 20 year old Augie against an active duty <laughs> Marine. 52 year old Augie respect. But so I'm gonna finish. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. It's gonna go. Um, so rugby players, uh-huh. cops, and then priests. Okay. Irish priest or just any priest any I've ever met, any. drunk at any minute and any time. You're like, you want a drink? Like I do. <laughs> Never seen a priest turn down a drink. At eight a.m. Sure. Well, like that's what I got to ask. Who's power, drinking with me now? The power you of two and a priest. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Yeah. No, that's that's. Right. Uh, um, but Aussies, yeah, Aussies. They're for good various time. reasons, I'm not drinking with priests. I, 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 think what I think what you're mistaking is people you like drinking too much with. Because I would put Australians at the top of that list. I never had a bad Wednesday. Never had a bad time out with Australians. Okay. I, I think they're exuberant drinkers. Yes. Um, and and that's that, that's the difference. They're not hard drinkers. They're also um, marathon drinkers. They but don't put themselves to bed. Then that goes back to the mm. conversation we're having. Aussies are never the ones who are like I gotta go home, ever. I'll see. This is the thing. If if you land in the states and start drinking seven percent, the way you drink, right, a three and a half percent, which is why I opened a brewery. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the problem. And yeah. you know we have become very conditioned. So when you know I'm, I'm 53, so I'm yeah. the same age as you. So. Australia's biggest drink is a mid-strength called 4X Gold. Um, and yeah, So we call that a light beer. So it's not low-carb beer the way that they right. are here. So it's a low alcohol. Because low-carb beer is 10 calories lower. <laughs> yes. Fuck don't, off. Don't get me started. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but it, it is the beer that just lends itself to a session because... In Australia, you used to sit around, and we used to have a thing called a round. Um, and some of the and great you shout them, John. And, and, and you shout, yeah. So my shout, your shout, yeah. And, and there was always John shout. It's always John shout. <laughs> yeah. always John shout. Um, no, the last time I was out drinking with Matt, we closed down. We See, co- we closed Matt's down a telling bar. me we I'm wrong down, while telling me I'm we right. We closed down a karaoke <laughs> bar at like 3 a.m. in Minneapolis about this time last year. And no joke, three hours later, I was on live television with Good Morning Minneapolis I've promoting seen the that new footage. cookbook. <laughs> I pounded two high lives before I went on just to maintain. Just and I was the most entertaining I have ever been on television. According because of, to you. Because of that. Because I was drinking Old Fashions with Matt at 2 a.m. Nice. But, this is, but, but this is also what made me realize that Australians are Jason amateurs might be because out. I was not well. Yes. Um. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, John and I literally do this, you know, Patreon professionally. Yes, uh, and yeah. we do this to each other. 
at Little Beer Fests. And <laughs> I, I have to have a big shout out to Shane McNamara for, for that one. He got me home. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Because we all abandoned it. And I didn't, right, want, so I didn't yeah. want that story to ever resurface. That's fine. John, just we'll like we out. talk about in the glasses, um, you, you brought... What, what did you want us to talk about that we didn't? Because we, we've got to wrap this up. That's in it. About that's all I want to talk about. Was, all right, good. Uh, well, then I want to get back. To, I want to get back to Australia and what's going on because, so as in my experience, Australia, and I'm I'm not, I'm not as in tune as I want to. But I've spent you know I've spent some time in Sydney and some in Melbourne and some in Portsea. So I've got hmm. pretty much your spectrum of what the world does. But but like I said, it was all. It, it was shocking to me at the time. And again, I was with family, so I wasn't really seeking out beer experiences. Mm. I'm sure I could yep. have found them. But in the places you end up with families around holidays, it was still the same nine beers at every single bar. It was like the worst version of New Jersey But I would say the same thing about being in the States. Because again, for this trip particularly, I've not gone seeking out the places, the places that right. you know, feature right. in all of the, the top ten lists. And when you go, there is always three IPAs there's possibly a lager there, you know. see I was but I guess what I'm saying is especially around Sydney Melbourne a little more character to its bar experience mm. but the Sydney bars I was finding in I was staying in city center yep. so I get that I'm not you know and I'm basically in what, what's that uh, Times Square but um but it was nine lagers all by Carlton. Well, and, and, yeah. and, and you know I mean, everything was the same fucking beer nine uh, times you, over. You are completely right. And that's where our licensing laws are completely messed up to get a hotel license. So mo if you just are walking down the street and go, here is a pub. Right. It's <laughs> the same nine beers. It's the same nine beers. And because none of them are right they can contract directly. We don't have the three-tier system. So the pubs can contract directly with a um, brewery and they can have eight of the ten taps uh, with one brewery and so they're going to have their big sellers right. and they'll have one or two of the um, pale ales or one or two of the craft beers that they've bought a a as, a as an addition and then you might get Coopers or you might get one of the other craft beers um, and that's just th that's where the you know way that the market is structured completely changes the um, attitude to towards um, beer and Australia is still 80% a lager country, um, and most of those lagers are almost identical. Um, yeah. And, and, and All right, so that, that was my experience. But to be fair, like you said, and I'm, I'm carefully because of the weird niche we travel in, that is still 95% of America, right? Like, like most of the states you go to still have nine taps. It's like, you know, it's like Canada. We yeah. have the X beer set or the uh, Y beer set. And if you're going to travel in the bubble and look at your Instagram and look at your untapped and see what's highly rated, you John will have a great experience. Untapped. Like it's it's going from lily pad to lily pad. Super to lily user. Pad. I but I'll tell you what I data. was on untapped when I went, so th it's in that window. So I could yeah. probably Lord Nelson or whatever that brewery was I was trying to reference. Lord Nelson, and, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah. I'm sure I could find what I was finding available. But it was not indigenous product. You know what I mean. And that's why I brought, brought yeah, these two, because you. these two I, I, were yeah, beers that you wouldn't get. Um, right. That red one is fun. I'm surprised that's not a lot more places. I and I'll be honest, be like the Pacific Isle isn't label. the freshest version of that. I, I grabbed it the day before I, I flew out, went to the... And they were bought by Lion, um, yeah. Little Little World Beverages by Lion. Um, so they could start making this ago. in Kalamazoo. Because they own belts. Yeah. Got it. 
But but back to and so, then so the what cup I want holders to ask about and all those, of your Mitsubishi's so, hold so these cans me, properly. Like, for me, what I what I want that beer to be, having heard the story you're telling, what's going on is, what's the um, spot like I want that to be the spotted cow of New one Claris. of the regions. You know what I mean? Like like everybody that lives in this state drinks this beer and nobody else understands why. That was and, the biggest okay. craft beer in the country. Yeah. So it launched in 2008, it just took off, and when you have it. It originally it was called Draft Ale, not Pacific Ale, because it was only available on right. tap. And they no, I was talking about Red Label. I'm oh, sorry. Red Label. Oh, sorry. Like, Red, to Red me, Label. it's got that bit of character, that bit of spiciness, that bit of all those things. That when, so when people describe Spot Academy before I had one, I my brain wrote a totally different story than I experienced. Yep. Like when somebody yeah. gave me my first Spot Academy, I was like, "This is a fucking saison." You think they talk about that? And nobody ever does. Like it's the pale ale that's only available in Wisconsin, and they sell six hundred. I was like, I don't think anybody calls it a pale ale. But what I'm saying is they don't call it a Cezanne. They call it Spotted Cow, go to Wisconsin, 600,000 barrels a year, blah, blah, blah. They right. never say it is a... They call it, it a is farmhouse a, ale on the can. Right. Much in, like, yeah. Fine. But what I'm saying is it is a pronounced phenolic profile beer uh-huh. in surrounded by states that drink mostly Bud Light. Like, yes. It is such a... To the left of that. And I want that red can to be... I want there to be like a place in Australia, wherever it may be, that... Everybody there drinks that beer. Nobody well, that, else that does. would be South South Australia. Okay. So, although the Green Label, which is the slightly smaller right. version of it, is probably the more popular version because at five point eight percent, again, Australians, five point eight percent is too much for Australians right. to to drink in a session. The the communal way that we drink over two or three hours, five point eight percent, and and it's very drinkable. So they've made a it smaller is. version of it. All right, all right, awesome. So we should tie this up. Yes. Um, how long are you in town? Are you coming to Nashville with us? Oh, I am We're going to be drinking on Saturday at Funk Fest together. Nice. Not me. I have to work. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was my best joke of the show. I can't even. Just, I, I, dude, just I making did, me regret, like, hey, you guys should invite Augie to these things. I did a like, I, got these, I got these after-action reports where it's like, so you know, man, the fest was really great. I, I actually didn't see Augie pouring his beer at his, at his tent. I did it time. once at Little Beers. <laughs> yeah. But I just... I, For me, into I my just glass. Did, I just yeah. did a... I just did Begrudgingly. a... Begrudgingly, yeah. No, I wanted to be there, but you can't put me that close to Ashley. I know. And that me not that's stand fine. next that's to fine. Ashley. But what I'm saying is, and I'm sure that'll happen here too, but I just did a fun fest here in Jersey four-hour fest, and I poured beer for three hours. So I, right. I can do it. I've taught you're myself ready, that I can do, do it. it. We, got, we, got, we got two festivals coming up. We're doing Funk Fest down at Yazoo. On Saturday? On Saturday. And, and Smoke then Fest on? Camp Rauk Beer on right. Tuesday. And then we're flying home on Wednesday, allegedly. Dude, If we can make bail. If we can make bail. That's Smoke yeah. Fest going to fuck up. So we'll see you there. Thanks we'll for coming. There. Thanks uh, for coming my, all the way. Pleasure. Thanks so much for bringing yeah. the beer. And I don't uh, want to be mean to that little beer. It was fun, but I love the red one. Everybody, I wish it had been fresher. But, yeah, but again, I loved it. Maybe head first. For everybody who wants to know the beer news that is happening in Australia, Matt, how do they how do they read up on it? Ooh, how do they just brewsnews.com.au. Brewsnews.au. Yep. Perfect. And uh, the show is made sponsored possible by you. Thanks oh, for all of the Patreons. Nope. Uh, I mean, maybe. I just I don't have access getting, to that email. You'll account. probably get some from Australia after this. That, fantastic. Please, <laughs> please write us at no, 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 meant, but not, not, in, not in a good podcast. way. That's no, fun. we love that. Steal this beer podcast at gmail.com and patreon.com slash steal this beer helps keep us on the air and say your words. Get at us. Thank you.